Welcome everyone to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm Andrea Grindolsky. Here's what's in the news for Wednesday, October 27th. The Commuter and Transfer Assistant Program that was announced in the spring officially launched this fall semester. The initiative features four commuter assistants and one transfer assistant responsible for supporting commuter and transfer students. Chief Experience Officer Tom Ellett is planning to increase awareness of this new program to help improve student engagement. Hamden general elections will be held November 2nd, and you need to be there. The highest executive office is up for grabs, and both candidates aim to strengthen Quinnipiac's relationship with Hamden and solve the town's financial crisis. On October 20th, the Quinnipiac Democrats and college Republicans debated each other on 10 controversial political topics. The debate was moderated by the Quinnipiac Political Science Association and had a huge turnout with over 100 attendees. Even though some Zoom users left hateful comments in the chat, the debate ended with respectful handshakes and a group picture. Quinnipiac University is closing Ireland's Great Hunger Museum. Past Quinnipiac President John Leahy is skeptical of the decision and anticipates long-term effects for the university's relationship with the Irish community. Associate Vice President for Public Relations John Morgan says Quinnipiac is being cooperative and is committed to keeping the museum's artifacts accessible for the public. In opinion, contributing writer Allison Damagella talks about her journey to identifying with she-they pronouns and says gender labels should stop being such a focus in society. Bullying doesn't have an age restriction. In honor of National Bullying Prevention Month, managing editor Toyloy Brown III addresses its presence on college campuses and the detrimental effects that can come with it. Staff writer Sanaya Powell says cultural appropriation is too common a theme around Halloween. Powell explains the racist motives behind insensitive costumes and why it's hurtful to communities such as her own. Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving is protecting his beliefs at any means necessary. His refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine may cost him a season playing for the Nets. Fans and NBA officials are outraged, but staff writer Benjamin Jurgen notes the importance of individual morality in situations where the majority rules. In Arts and Life, Halloween Kills was released in theaters on October 15th after delays caused by the pandemic. Associate Arts and Life editor David Matos gives it 4 out of 5 for its slasher film roots and fun Easter eggs. Fall Fest, held last Saturday, marked Quinnipiac University's return to a lively campus life. It was the first large-scale event since the fall 2019 semester, complete with food, activities, and live music. Arts and Life editor Ashley Pelletier and staff writer Michael LaRocca overview the efforts made to unite the Bobcat community and applaud its success. This week, Associate Arts and Life editor Neha Sinarayan shares her satirical take on the construction of the Health and Wellness Center and its impact on student parking. Romantic Thriller U released its third season October 15th, and it's arguably the best yet. I walk you through what's in store and highlight the major points of social commentary for the season. Quinnipiac University Center for Religion and the Peter C. Harold House for Jewish Life hosted a Feeding Your Faith event on October 19th. Attendees were encouraged to have open communication about their perception of religion, creating a safe space to discuss how faith can be widely interpreted. Dune was finally released on HBO Max and in theaters October 21st, and contributing writer Jack Muscatello is blown away. His review praises the film's careful construction, beautiful cinematography, flawless editing, and musical score. Titled as Part 1, it's expected there's more great work to come. This week in Pete's Pond, Associate Sports Editor Peter Pekarski tells us all about last week's Quinnipiac men's ice hockey games. Pete says this season the team is bringing the intensity with all players committed to the same goal. Fans flooded the arena last weekend for the first Quinnipiac men's ice hockey home game since February 2020. 
Staff writer Cameron Lavasser says the energy from the crowd boosted morale on the ice and could be the driving force that led the Bobcats to victory both Friday and Saturday. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Lane Healy. And I'm Anya Grindolsky. Be sure to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, qchronicle.com. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Report. We'll be back with another episode next Wednesday. <laughs>